Welcome to the Life Church Utah podcast. We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com. You can always give to Life Church by texting the word LCGIVE to 43506. Thank you, and now a message from one of our pastors. This morning, if you have your notes, you can pull those out. And uh, uh, if you're a guest with us today for the very first time, it's always funny because uh, I seem to get the most guests um, or, or meet the most first-time people on days that I'm talking about money. And whenever I talk about money, there's like this cringe thing, like, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, just so you know, I don't always talk about uh, giving on Sunday mornings. Uh, however, it is part of God's Word. It is part of instruction that we have from God. So it's important to talk about giving because uh, the results of, of giving and, and following the principles that God has laid out for us in God's Word is blessing. Everybody say blessing. blessing. Now, in your notes, there's a little question right at the top, and I'm not going to tell you how to answer these. If you were to ask to list the three most important things in your life right now, what would they be? And I wish I had some of that uh, Jeopardy music to turn on. Just take a moment, write three things down really fast. Uh, try not to overthink it. Like people like my wife, she's like a type A personality right now. She's like, well, I could do this, this, and this, but is that the right decision? You know. So in her mind, she's like laying out everything. And uh, I don't want it to be that. Just real quick, jot three things down that are the most important. And I'm not going to ask you what those are, uh, but that's for your own personal reflection after the service today. And uh, we're going to be in, uh, we're going to be studying the text this morning out of the book of Matthew, uh, the first gospel in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to that. And uh, we're going to turn to verse 19 and uh, get started into that. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. I love this portion of the gospel because uh, within it, um, you know, I think it starts back at the Beatitudes in chapter 5, but, but Jesus just starts teaching us um, just thing after thing. It's just, it's parable after parable, teaching after teaching. It's just, okay, if uh, you want to see uh, God in your life, you want to you be connected to God, this is how to do it. It's just very practical teaching from Jesus. And so in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus starts out by saying this, do not store up for yourselves, everybody say the word treasure, on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. This is a pretty well-known scripture verse. Hopefully, you, if you've been at church or been to a church before, Hopefully you've heard this because uh, really what Jesus is saying, look, um, whatever you value the most, that's what's in your heart. That's what's in your heart. Now, when you take a step back and you look at the world around us, 
you ask yourself, what do people value the most in this world? A lot of us would probably come to the conclusion that it's money. At least that's the conclusion that I come to, right or wrong. People value money. You know, here in America, it, uh, we take money really to the next level in the terms of that is who you are, how much you make, what kind of house you can buy, what kind of drive, car you can drive, teenagers, what kind of video can, uh, system you can own, you know, things like that. What, what kind of name brand you can be wearing, you know, if you've got the Nikes or if you're stuck with the, uh, the Payless uh, shack knockoffs, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <coughs> Pastor Forrest, do you have some shacks at home? Do you rock those every day? Yes. Do you got Jordans or shacks? We need to know. I was a, I was a Hakeem Elijah one. You're a Hakeem Elijah one. So, neither. Neither. <laughs> so we automatically kind of go there to money positions because it's a status thing. And this is not just an American thing. This is a people thing. We've always kind of been that way. Um, when I was a kid, there was a shirt out there. And there was this big company called No Fear, all right? And that was a status thing. If, like, you were a cool kid at school, you wore No Fear gear, right? And you had, like, No Fear, and then it would have some sort of saying. And one of the sayings I remember on the T-shirts was, No Fear, and it said this, He who dies with the most toys wins. Wins. And you're like, yeah, the most toys, he wins. And then there was this, this Christian company that came out, and they wanted to do like a play on the no fear thing, and so they did fear not. I couldn't afford the no fear gear, but I could afford the fear not gear. And so they had a saying too, and it said, he who dies with the most toys still dies. <laughs> Fear not. Now, I don't know if that had any sort of meaning to it or not, but the reality was it was talking about our heart and, and where our treasure is. And if we jump down to verse 24 in this portion of Scripture, it says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Did you know that the Bible contains over 500 verses dealing with this subject of prayer? Did you know that it contains almost 500 verses dealing with scriptures about faith? But when we get to money and possessions, how, how many verses do you think are in the Bible pertaining to money and possessions? Any guesses? 1,100, that's a good guess. Zero, okay. Three, just three. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's saying 3,000. 3,000? Just three? 310. Over 2,000 scripture verses dealing with Money and possessions. Isn't that crazy? 
And when Jesus taught in the New Testament, 16 out of 38 parables talk about money and possessions. Last week, uh, Pastor Willard opened up and talked to us about um, the subject of generosity and how it starts with Jesus. Jesus is our example of generosity, and, and, and we can't expect to be fully generous people if we don't have that relationship with Jesus, if we don't see people the way Jesus sees people. And it was very good. And so this morning, I want to shift that and talk about a little bit about the whole subject of what generosity means in Christianity. What does the Bible say about giving? What does the Bible say about tithe, offering, all of those things? Well, according to Leviticus in chapter 27, verse 30, it says this, A tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain or fruit, is the Lord's and is holy. So we get a framework when it comes to generosity and what uh, is given to the Lord. It says a tenth there in Leviticus. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says this, and this is Paul writing to the church, and he's saying, each of you should give what you've decided in your hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I can tell you that I have lived... Uh, I'm sorry, I jumped in my notes, and I'm getting out of line. So I want to ask you this question. What keeps hearts from, from being generous at times? Why, why do people have uh, such a struggle when it comes to tithe or, or offering or, or giving in general? You know, we live in a, a, a very um, um, media-driven world, don't we? I mean, we have the power of the internet at the power of our fingertips. You know, we, we can look up different things. We get different alerts for different news stories. We can see different things here and there. You know, and, and, and recently, we've kind of had this, this trend of the, um, preachers and different things that are in the news for the wrong reasons. And so that's really tainted a lot of people in church on what giving is all about. So I want to ask this question this morning. What keeps hearts from being generous? Number one, I think the first thing that keeps us from giving or, or being generous with our finances is we're afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. See, most people live paycheck to paycheck. You know, we, we live in one of the best countries in the world. You know, our economy is number one. I get all of that. We have the best paying jobs. We also have the highest cost of living because of that. And, and because of the system, because of the culture, many of us live paycheck to paycheck. I was told when I was a young man that, oh, it's good to have debt because it gives you a good credit score. And the better credit score you have, the better chance you have of getting a house and having success in life. And I bought into that as a young man. Unfortunately, I'm still paying on some of those things that I bought into as a young man. You know, so we, I kind of grew up in this, uh, this mentality that was, was definitely wrong and miscued by culture. 
And so people live paycheck to paycheck. So when it comes to being generous, it, it, it can be a thing of fear. Well, I can't give to the Lord. I, 10%, are you kidding me? That would, that would leave me short at the end of the month. I think uh, Willard said last week, some of us have more months than we have money. Yeah. And, and I, have, I can honestly say we've been there, folks. I can tell you that in my own life, there's been fear, you know, wondering, are we going to be able to, to do this or that? You know, and, and it's always, for me, it just, it seems like those unexpected things that happen. You're driving on the road and your car blows up, you know. Yep. Teenagers, you're playing Xbox One and your fan goes out and then your Xbox explodes. All the adults are making fun, but you have no idea what you're talking about. Very important. You know, or an unexpected medical expense that you weren't expecting. You're saying, how am I going to pay these bills? And we live in a world right now that um, really puts the pressure. You know, I, can re- I remember when I had my uh, shoulder surgery, we go in and uh, we sit down with the finance consultant and they're like, all right, well, this is the cost of the surgery, but if you pay today... We will cut that thing in half. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, well, cool. I, I just brought my bucket of money with me just for that reason <laughs> that I carry around for things like this. And so they, they lock people into to different things because they want you to put on the credit card, different things like that. Money can be a hard thing. It, it can be a scary thing. But Deuteronomy chapter 15 says something very profound. It says, you shall give to him freely. Everybody say freely. Freely. And your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him, because for this, the Lord your God will bless you. Everybody say bless. Bless. In all your work and in all that you undertake. I can remember sitting in a church service a couple years ago, and I was on vacation, and uh, how many men in here, uh, you, you don't even really know what cash looks like anymore because your wife doesn't allow you to have it? Okay. Cool. I don't, need, I don't know what cash looks like. Um, so when I get it, it's very precious to me. It's like, whoa, that's cash, you know. I think in my wallet right now, I have $1, and I've held on to that $1 forever, and I'm like, I'm not spending that. All right, Cash. And I can remember somebody had just blessed me, and I, I don't know if it was my birthday or what. Or anyway, I had I had a hundred dollars in my wallet. I was I don't know. That's still like a ton of money to me. Maybe I, I grew up in a different time, but you know, I get a twenty dollar bill. And I'm like, whoa, this is a lot of money. And then I go, you know, eat, and I'm like, where did my money go? You know. But I had a hundred dollars, and I was like, man, I, I could do so many things with this. You know, I hardly ever get cash for myself, you know, and I'm sitting in a church service and God goes, I want you to give your money to this church. I said, God, I already tithe at my church. 
and I give to missions and above and beyond my tithe. And so I start having this argument with God. <laughs> God, this really isn't you. This has got to be my flesh, right? God said, no, I want, you to be, I want you to give this right now. So I did. And I can't tell you that I gave that offering and then the heavens opened up and I, I saw a blessing in return and I felt so good about it. It was hard. It hurts. But I had to do it out of obedience because that's what God was telling me to do at that moment. You shall give freely and your heart shall not be grudging. It's always interesting to me to hear people's perspective uh, on giving, especially in Utah, because people have grown up in different faith groups here among each other. You know, we, I joke around, we, uh, our church is like on church row here, and uh, I, was, uh, I was asking somebody, I was like, why are all the churches like clumped up into one spot in town? Uh, I, I found out later is because uh, where the bars are, they didn't want people to, they didn't want the churches to be seen. So they were like, you go in the back. This is where, you know, the fun stuff happens. So, of course, that was like 80 years ago or whatever. But that's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Is it true? I no, no, nobody knows. So we're going to say it's not true. We don't believe that for a second. But different faith backgrounds teach giving and tithe different ways. I can tell you that... Um, that that here um, in at Life Church, I don't know what anybody gives. I don't look at that. That goes to a bookkeeper by the name of Barbara, who's an amazing lady. She puts things where they need to go. She writes checks to missionaries. She writes checks to um, different organizations that we give to. She handles all those things, which kind of leads me into my next thing. Uh, maybe I, I'm not generous because, number two, I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's going. And that's a fair thing. I don't know where it's going. Especially when you live in a world where you uh, hear stories of preachers needing to buy um, new jets because their other jets gotten too old, you know? And it's, you know, I'm not knocking it. Maybe there is a real need there. I'm just saying... It's hard to give, you know, when, when you hear those things. You know, if I got up here and said, well, folks, um, the church is really needing you to step up because there's this really nice Porsche down the street that I think our church really needs, and I really need to drive it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you need, to, you need to ride in it with me, right? I would have a struggle with that as a person. So I think that's a fair thing to say. I don't know where it's going. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says this, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Now, the storehouse back in the day was a literal place where people brought their grains, their their foods, their, their meats, their produce, those different things into the storehouse as their tithe. And that, that really helped sustain the community. They were able to give to the poor. They were able to balance out everything there. Now we talk about today's world, we have the modern storehouse. 
And, and, and how does the modern storehouse work? Well, the first thing is uh, it helps provide for the pastors of the church or other staff, evangelists, missionaries today. Here at Tooele, we currently support over a dozen missionaries locally and around the world. And while we encourage you to give above and beyond for missions, uh, we actually give an additional 10% of tithe to missions right there off the bat. So even if you're not giving to missions above and beyond your tithe, part of that tithe is still going to missions. Um, The modern storehouse is there to feed widows, orphans, uh, to serve the local community, so to speak. Uh, We've given thousands of dollars over the years to Girls 180 uh, Ministry in Erda. We've helped support girls that have gone there. And and that's a ministry where uh, they take young ladies who have wrecked their lives before they were adults through drugs, alcohol, tobacco, life-controlling things. They put them in a program, teach them about the Word of God and Jesus. They have an opportunity if they want to accept Jesus or not, obviously. But they're able to get clean and sober, the education, you know, and all of that is provided most in part by donations by churches like us. So that's another area where your tithe goes. Uh, the Pregnancy Resource Center, you know, that's a, that's a resource center that uh, basically gives women hope who are struggling with the thought of uh, abortion, gives them a chance to, to see that there's value there, that they, they, they can take care of their child, that they can give their child up for adoption, um, that they can hopefully minister to them Jesus in that moment, you know, local things like that. Also, it goes to reach unsafe people in the community through, uh, you know, local church outreach, Project Back to School, uh, Easter Egg Hunt. Right now, we're doing Celebrate Recovery, which we've got Misty Ray over here. She'll be in the back at the uh, brown table, and she'll have some information if you want to get plugged into that, but uh, things like Celebrate Recovery that help people get out of addiction. So when you look at where your, your money goes, it goes to lots of different things. It goes to, to, to people here locally and around the world for the cause of Christ. I think it's amazing. The thing that's, that's funny to me, when we, Heather and I first moved here, uh, we, we bought a house in Kearns, and uh, we heard this knock on the door, and we had just moved in, and she answers it, and there's this little boy with an envelope, and she's like, hi, can I help you? And he goes, this is for your dues or your tithe, and we're like, what? <laughs> we give our tithe. We gave it Sunday. <laughs> and he goes, he goes well, um, what... Uh, what ward do you go to? And I was like, oh, we go to Life Church where pastors, and he just, he looked at us with big eyes and he ran away. <laughs> and I felt so bad for him, but I was like, man, that's crazy. I've never experienced that in my life. This church, we're going to start doing that. Starting <laughs> Monday, you're going to get knocks on your door. 
You're not going to have that here happen here. We've got envelopes in the seat pockets in front of you. You can go to our website online. There's a kiosk in the back that works about 30% of the time. <laughs> We're not going to do that because you know why? Giving to God is between you and God. It's not between me and you or you and Joe or you and Flo. It's between you and God. That's why I don't care what you give. I don't go look, oh, did, did, did Heather give today? We really need that tie. Then, Heather, did you give today? You know, I'm not going to call her up on the phone and be like, uh, I noticed you missed a tithe payment. <laughs> that, that does not happen here. Nope. If you don't want to give to God, that's your choice. But I can tell you this, that if his word says it, it might be a good idea. And if this is your storehouse where you get your spiritual supply, where you get your, your spiritual connection, then this is your storehouse. A lot of times over the years, people have asked me, like, well, I give to this so-and-so preacher on TV. And, you know, that's, that's fine, but it, it can't replace your tithe. You know, just the way it is. The third thing I think that keeps people from giving or keeps us from being generous. And again, I'm, this don't, I don't want, I'm not trying to guilt anybody. This is just me, my humanity. I answered these questions according to me. So if they're resonating with you, just know this is all things that I've thought about. I can't afford it. This is, a, I think, the biggest one. I've had so many great conversations with people who, who say, man, I really want to give to God. I really feel like I need to give to God. I just don't know how I'm going to be able to. And that's okay. Because I think the very first place, and I don't know if you want to write this down, the very first place to start, if you look at, at, at your, your bank account, you're saying, I, can't, I don't see how I can even do this. First of all, pray for God's help with it. God, help me. I don't, I don't know how I can do this. Pray for God's help. The second thing I think you can do is look for areas of adjustment. There's been times in our lives where my wife and I, we have gone without cable. We've gone without internet. God forbid, right, teenagers? Jesus, help us. Internet, what? I always know when the internet's down here at the church because a teenager comes up to me like, do you know the, the Wi-Fi is not working? You know. yep. It's either a teenager or my son, who's a preteen now, and so he's, he's very affluent in it as, as well. But look for areas of adjustment. Uh, there are things we can live without. Uh, Netflix, I, we enjoy Netflix. It's got cool stuff, but we don't need Netflix. The wife is kind of looking at me like, well, <laughs> hold on there. It's not going to get too crazy. In fact, I tried to cancel it a little while ago because I was like, I really want to, you know, start doing this. And she, I was like, let's cancel Netflix. And she's like, eh, you sure about that? <laughs> We're going to cancel it after church today. Amen? Okay. <laughs> We're going to look for other areas of adjustment after church today. Start somewhere. That's another thing. 
Maybe 10% is a big number for you, and you're like, God, there's no way. God, there's no way. All right, God, I'm going to make a covenant with you. I'm going to start with 1%. I'm going to start with 2%. Now, listen to me. If you're already given 10%, I'm not giving you permission to drop it back down. Well, the pastor said just go to 2%. It's cool. Because if we go back up into God's word in, uh, in the first scripture verse that I shared out of uh, Leviticus, it says a tenth, yep. you know, a tenth. Amen. That's what God wants to bless. He wants to bless the tenth. And then number four, start praying Malachi 3.10 over your life. Start praying that over your finances. God, you said in your word that if I'm faithful in my giving, this is what's going to happen. Now, does that mean that, you know, when we go back to Malachi 3, 10, it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Did you know this is the only part of God's word where God says, test me? Yep. When it comes to faith, he doesn't say, test me in your faith. Test me and go into church and see how it works out for you. It says, test me in this, and then see what happens. I will, I'll throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. Now, a lot of people take that blessing portion and they think, cool, it's going to be raining money in my house. That is not necessarily what it's talking about. But I, can re- I, I, I have so many stories that I've heard with people like, oh, man, I started tithing, and I got a raise at work. <laughs> or, I, you know, uh, we, we needed a vehicle, and God provided a vehicle for us, and we didn't have to go into debt for it. Blessing works in so many different ways. It's not just a money thing. I don't fully understand God's blessing, but I know I want it in my life. And I know you need it in your life. And I want you to be blessed. So I don't preach on tithing this morning or giving or being generous to have people give more. I don't care. I serve the God that has a cattle on a thousand hills. So he's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of this church. But I want you to be blessed in your own life. I want you to live according to God's principles and his word. Would you stand as we close? We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com.